This is CliffCentral.com. Please note that the views expressed and the advice provided in this show are for general advice and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated should be treated as a substitute for your own independent legal advice based on your own specific facts and objectives. Therefore, the presenter and CliffCentral.com accept no liability of any nature whatsoever, either expressed or implied. Law. Like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life. With Gary Hertzberg on CliffCentral.com. Presenting the Attorney's Fidelity Fund and the Attorney's Insurance Indemnity Fund on CliffCentral.com. Your champions in the legal profession. Sambunani, I'm Gary Hertzberg, and this is the Laws of Life on CliffCentral.com. This is a further show in the series of shows in which we introduce the Attorney's Fidelity Fund and the Attorney's Insurance Indemnity Fund. And the goal of these two shows is to increase the awareness of the services provided by these organizations and how they serve and protect you. The two funds you will hear are also committed to ensuring the acceleration of growth in the legal fraternity. I'd like to introduce you once again to the Chief Executive Officer of the Attorney's Fidelity Fund, Mr. Motlatsi Molefe. Welcome to you, sir. Thank you, Gara. And uh, the Managing Director, Attorney's Indemnity F- Insurance Fund, Mr. Sipombele. Welcome, sir. Siabonga, Baba. Cool. Gentlemen, in our last show, uh, we discussed both the two funds and how they differ. I think I'd like to take that a little further. Um, if you wouldn't mind, Sipo, let me jump in with you there. Tell us the difference between the two, the Attorney's Fidelity Fund and the Attorney's Insurance Indemnity Fund. Gary, the, the Insurance Indemnity Fund really covers uh, malpractice. In other words, if a practitioner... Uh, makes a mistake of one form or the other as long as that mistake it is is actually in the conduct of the law um, and in that case then if a member of the public wishes to sue that um, attorney through another attorney then the, it is the P, it is PI that's involved and it is the attorney's uh, insurance indemnity fund that is involved. Um, if a, if an attorney uh, misappropriates, or maybe to put it more directly, if he steals uh, trust funds that belong to the public, it is in that case that uh, the fidelity fund is actually involved. So we are involved in PI, and the attorney's fidelity fund is involved in theft. Mr. Molef, it's a rather sad indictment on us lawyers, and uh, we, you're a lawyer as well, and I'm a lawyer, and I get very sad when I see that there are lawyers that run off with trust money. Um, the question to you, sir, is what should the public look out for when acquiring the services of a lawyer? I think Gary, the starting point is to understand whether or not the attorney is in possession of a valid Fidelity Fund certificate Mm. for the year in question at the time when he approaches the attorney. That's key, because if an attorney is able to produce one, at the very least, it says at the time when it was issued, 
He was in good standing with the law society, and it is issued purely because his books have been audited and found to be in order. So that is a very, very key element in, 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 in dealing with. But I also think from the perspective of, 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 of the nature and type of transaction that the mandate of the attorney is going to be, the issue of insurance ought to arise. Because whichever way you want to look at it, you do not want to be left out of pocket. You cannot, for instance, provide an attorney with an instruction to actually deal with, say, money is in excess of 10 million rands, when the limit that is associated with us at the AWF for payment is just around 3.25 million rands. Mm-hmm. So those are two key components that I think people need to be aware of, and that is why this entire need for the service that we provide has to be made as widely known as is possible. Absolutely. The beauty of these two funds is that they, in effect, support both the attorneys and the consumers. Uh, so that's the, a big advantage of this, Sipo. Yeah. And, and it is. Um, and just adding a little bit in terms of the issue of the Fidelity Fund Certificate, in the case of the AIIF, actually we are saying even if a lawyer may technically at that point not be having a valid Fidelity Fund Certificate, but is supposed to have one. And there are many such instances you could find, for example, um, a person has not renewed their certificate yet and it's the beginning of the following year, etc., etc. What is important for the public is that they must know that their claim is not going to be repudiated on those grounds because this uh, the, the, the practitioner involved is supposed to have a... A, 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 a valid fidelity fund certificate, even if at that point it's not, uh, it's not, uh, it's not in, in, in action. My question to both of you, if I want to check whether my attorney or my prospective attorney has a valid certificate, fidelity fund, I call who? Well, Gary, the, the, the position in which we find ourselves today is that the people that can almost immediately give you that information, at least until the recent past, have been the law societies. Yes. Now, in the last two years or so, at the Fidelity Fund, we actually digitized the applications for Fidelity Fund certificates. Mm-hmm. So in essence, that's information that is public. People can call us, and we should be able to say to them, yes, there is a Fidelity Fund certificate. It is valid. Or we would be able to say no. He doesn't have a Fidelity Fund certificate. And in fact, I would encourage people, as I say, to, to ask. To do that, yes. To ask. Yes. T- but they it, don't know, sir. That's the problem. That's why we're trying to get this message out. They don't know that, that an attorney should have a Fidelity Fund certificate. That's, mm, that's the mm, beauty of this. That's essentially the point. Yeah. Yes. Just on that point, do you believe that legal services are accessible to, to our public at large? I'm not about the city people. I'm talking about... Everybody, in the, in wherever they may be, rural areas, are lawyers available, accessible? They are, Gary. That's my, 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 my own empirical finding. I wrote a paper on, on regulation of, of, of the legal profession. Yes. And, and, and one of the things that I did was research throughout the country, stratified research, and it became very clear to me 
that people do have access to legal services throughout the country. The key thing we should always be careful about, though, is we should not be beginning to provide new barriers of entry either into the profession by legal practitioners or making it too expensive for members of the public themselves to actually approach um, legal practitioners. But it's also very important to bear in mind that uh, the new system on legal aid in the country is is, is far and wide. Mm. And it's it's in the form of practice in the sense of the justice centers where they seem to do almost a whole lot of the things that people do in their own private practices, so to speak. Sipo, for a lawyer starting out, does he have to pay anything to get his fidelity fund and his insurance from you guys? Um, as we've said um, in, in last week's uh, session, Gary, yeah. Uh, for the for the insurance, he actually doesn't have to. Mm. The only thing that the lawyer needs to do is to ensure that they pay for the fidelity fund certificate, which entitles them to practice. Yeah. And when that has happened, then they automatically qualify for the for the cover of okay. the insurance and indeed the the cover by the fidelity fund. Actually, to yeah. answer, if I might interrupt. Yeah. Um, the fee is payable to the law societies and over a period of time, for as long as I could remember, it was just about 50 rands and I think we lifted it to about 2,000 rands some two years or so ago. Yeah. So that's all they need. It's a small price to pay. It's a small price to pay. And it's fundamentally because of the fund actually subsidizing a whole lot of that as it were. And and if I could come in here, um, you know, for for that 2,000 rands, what is happening is that the the attorney receives protection for um, theft of trust monies, but he also received um, a protection of professional indemnity. And now that's only for 2,000 rands. He could lose his house if it wasn't for you. Yes, you know. if 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 he makes a mistake and he's negligent, Someone sues him, and he goes. There goes his house. If he's a small-time attorney, and uh, indeed you, you that is the case. Um, um, but more importantly, if you look at the the cost of professional indemnity for other professions, this is still the most cost-effective uh, professional indemnity cover in the country and in many parts of the world, as comparatively speaking. Gents, uh, if I may end off with something very beautiful, and uh, Mr. Molefi, you gave a talk to the General Meeting of Black Lawyers Association, wonderful organization, in which you said, and I'm going to summarize it, uh, you said, quote, accountability is not about being seen to discipline those amongst us for miscreant behavior, which is, which is illegal or wrongful behavior. Yeah. It is far wider than that. It is also about ensuring that our clients are appraised of their rights vis-a-vis ourselves in relation to the mandates they give us. It is about the trust and respect we should show to them before they can even begin to imagine we are human after all and reciprocate this. Lovely. Do you want to, uh, Sipo or Mr. Molefi, which, who wants to take this one? It's just a statement you made, but I found it so so powerful that I'd like you just to elucidate a little on. I think the essence of what I'm saying is accountability is premised on transparency. The fact that a client approaches me as a professional 
puts an obligation on me to inform him of his rights vis-à-vis myself. Yes. If I do wrong, you have the option to do this and that and that so that you are not left out of pocket. That festers in my mind the spirit of trust between the two. Unlike simply saying, I will do it, and when things go wrong, the client has no idea what to do in the very first place. So how can I be respected if I do not tell the truth up front about what their rights are? That's the point I'm making. Absolutely. Sipo, you want to take and, that? And I would say, in addition, um, one of the things that uh, members of the public often forget is that in that relationship, uh, that is the relationship between the attorney and themselves, they are the client. And you're approaching the professional because you, there's some information you don't know. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And secondly, be assertive and remember you are the client. Excellent. Love this. Love the show very much, gents. Thank you very much. We're going to take on many more shows in this process and try and get the word out to the public and the lawyers that we're there behind them and that's what they should know. Many thanks to you, Yabonga Gakulu, once again, and we'll see you again, I hope. Thank, Thank, you, you, very much. Thank you very much. This is CliffCentral.com.